and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast, where we like to discuss all things Championship football and, of course, our beloved Birmingham City. That is about the extent of my notes that I've made for this episode. Um, it's been a, a, a big weekend for us. We've had a big birthday to celebrate. Joe turned 21 on Friday, so yesterday we celebrated in Birmingham after the big win, of course. Um, and yeah, this episode is going to be us really unpacking that, um, discussing captaincy at Blues, I think is certainly something to, to discuss. We're going to be going into the, the goals uh, from yesterday's game. And of course, there are some other fixtures and results for us to talk about. Uh, Joe, how are you feeling today? Feeling all right? We did have a few bevies we last had, night. Yeah, we had quite a lot. It was a, it was a heavy night and mm. uh, even without it being my birthday, what a, what a day to celebrate for Blues fans. Finally yeah. scoring some goals mm. and uh, and... Captain Deeney uh, leading us to uh, to glory. Yeah, absolutely. Um, should mention that we're recording this uh, on the Sunday morning ahead of the two kickoffs. I think there's Nottingham Forest versus Fulham later today, and uh, also Barnsley versus Sheffield United as the lunchtime kickoff. Um, but we are, of course, not really going to be able to talk about those too much uh, because they haven't happened yet. Uh, <laughs> the Forest Fulham game, I think we should definitely have a bit of a preview of, though, and we'll we'll have a look at. We'll that have a little one, but the, the the only thing is, is this episode will come out after the game, so we're going to preview it and probably look uh, at that's complete fools. That's true. Yeah. Um, but we've done it before with the Swan. I don't remember. I think it was Swansea mm. Cardiff, and I said it would be three one. Ah, and it was three yeah. one. So you know, I've got I've, I've got a one hundred percent record so well, far. You mentioned Cardiff. Uh, we will talk about them as well in terms yeah. of their managerial situation. But that's all coming up on the episode. So stick with us. Or we'll be getting into it very shortly. Welcome back to the Royal Blue Podcast, uh, and we're going to get straight into it uh, with our championship roundup. Cardiff versus Middlesbrough. Uh, it was Mick McCarthy's final game in charge of the Bluebirds. Uh, how many losses in a row was it? Was it seven or six? <laughs> seven. I think it might have been seven, actually, yeah. Um, yes, they lost 2-0 uh, to Neil Warnock's Middlesbrough. Goals from uh, Andras Sporar. And uh, a chap called Piero, who I've not heard of before. Um, yeah, what did we make of this one? I think it, it's clearly things have been going very badly at Cardiff. Um, they've dropped off massively. My early season prediction, putting them in the top six, is looking ludicrous, to be frank. Um, you said it, not me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> thanks for that. Uh, and Neil Warnock's side seem to have started to turn a corner, shall we say? There's three wins in the last five. Um you know, wins over Sheffield United, Peterborough and uh, and Barnsley. And then they've obviously won this one. So it's actually four wins in the last five, if I could read properly. Um, what do we make of this one? Well, I think we should start with talking about McCarthy mm. before we go into the actual game itself. We don't have too many notes on, on many of the games, so we're not gonna, it's not going to be a huge championship segment this week. But um, our, our, Mick McCarthy, is he been, has he been harshly treated? I mean, the results speak for themselves. You can you can look at that, and but I mean, McCarthy, as you said in your preseason predictions, and the reason why you put Cardiff so high, they've got a solid championship team there with a very experienced manager. So what went wrong for him? Similarly to at Nottingham Forest, and you would have thought <clears throat> you would have thought that with the team they had, with the squad they had, and the manager that they had, they be they would have done okay, and they started very poorly. So, will, will Cardiff be able to turn it around in the same vein? 
Ooh, I mean, I've actually just had a quick scan of their resources. Eight losses on the bounce for them, um, which is that is bad. How many goals have they scored in that run? Uh, well, they've uh, one, one. one. <laughs> that's that's one less than to- that's one one less than Birmingham. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there we go. Just saying. I I just <laughs> it it's obviously gone very 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 wrong uh, there. You you just wonder you just wonder um, who they can get in. I mean. The Steve Cooper effect at Forest, and we'll talk about them uh, later in the show. He's clearly had a profound effect there. They they look like a completely different side. Uh, Speaking of Steves, there is a Steve Bruce knocking about. There is a Steve Bruce knocking about. However, he's actually said that he's tempted to stop being in football. I don't know if you've heard. Oh, this. really? So in an in, in an interview, I only read this in a paper, so it could it could be paper talk. But he said that um, apparently the the abuse that he suffered, kind of as a manager. Um, First of all, really put him off ever getting another job. Mm. He has, you know, he's, 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 he has, and you know, a thousand league games as a manager is, or a thousand games for him as a manager is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's not many. There's only I think seven. Mm. You know, and you're talking Arsene Wenger, you're talking Alex Ferguson. Yeah, you know, yeah. you're talking big names. Um, I think that uh, he also said that he he worries about other young managers being put off mm. because. Uh, if you're not winning all the time, because you've got to, you've got to be patient. Yeah. You know, just because new owners came in, Steve Bruce didn't get a chance with the new owners to build a team that he wanted, because he was sacked before anything could have happened. Mm. You know, two results and because it was a Spurs game. Oh, was he sacked after the Spurs game, or was there? Did they have another game? I can't. I can't actually remember now. It feels oh, like it was a while ago. It wasn't, but it feels like it was. <laughs> um. Anyway, let's circle back to Cardiff, shall we? Um, Steve Bruce would be an option, but I doubt mm. they'd be able to get. You know, other there's there's high there's high profile managers. I mean, uh, uh, there's naturally already been links of like John Terry, of course. <laughs> um, I've seen knocking about Perfect. someone yes. someone mentioned Frank Lampard, but that'd be far too big a step down. From I can't Chelsea. see that. Yeah, I can't see that. Um, maybe uh, someone did mention Eddie Howe. Oh, that just he just crossed my mind. Um, I don't think that's ever been, but I just remember someone mentioning it. I was, we had a few people down where I work, up down in London, who come mm-hmm. down for work. One of them happened to be, well, actually, he wasn't. He was actually a Wrexham fan, but um, he doesn't go to many Wrexham games because he now lives in Cardiff, so he goes to plenty of Cardiff games. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that he'd like Eddie Howe, but he just can't see the allure of like coming to coming to who wants to be the manager of that's Cardiff it. right now. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and they've got a hell of a job on to, oh, to, good, um, yeah, to yeah. arrest that slide of, of eight results. You know, as I mentioned, Steve Cooper has come into Nottingham Forest and, and really turned things around there, but to pick a side up that have, that have well, they've recently lost to their rivals uh, Swansea. Uh, they're just leaking goals. They, they haven't scored. They've scored one goal in the last eight games as we mentioned. That is a big big job. Um isn't easy to beat Swansea, is it? No, no. Well, absolutely, absolutely. It take it only the elite only can, the can best, manage such a thing. The best of the best. Um, it's it's a real, real head scratch of the Cardiff job for me now. They're, they're in complete free fall, um, but you have to say time is still on their side. If they get the right man in this side of Christmas, they can perhaps get on, get on a bit of a run and turn things around. But so, what do they need? What do they? What would they? What do they require? Don't make me, don't make me say the word. <laughs> don't make me say the word. So we now have an ongoing thing, where the word that shall not be said in this whole episode, I hope, but it will slip out inevitably mm-hmm. at some point. Mm-hmm. Every time it's said, and even in our personal life, like in, in the group chat, I think it was actually uh, uh, one of our mm. one of our friends on a on a group chat thread <laughs> said it. Yeah. Um, 
we have to put a pound in a jar every time, mm. and uh, and then at the end of the season, each season we'll uh, yeah. we'll use that money in to get as many as many bevies as we yeah, can at a, lo- if, a if local water. Yeah. If anyone says we're, we're calling it the M word, the M word, the M word. If anyone says it, and it'll probably be me to be honest, because I mean today's a good day for it to slip. No no notes or anything. It's I a know. fallback word, isn't it? I know, I know. Um, it's it's a nice word. It rolls off the tongue and it, it describes football and the way that football operates quite well. And it's what Cardiff need right now. It is. They need from somewhere. They need it. They need to. They need to swing. <laughs> new new listeners are going to have absolutely no. They idea. have no idea what's going on. What is the M word? The M word. The M word. Well, there listen, is a, there is listen, an episode. Listen to our previous episodes and you'll you'll figure it out. There is an episode. I think titled the M word. Yeah, there is. So yeah, they could just is. listen to that. For that was. Five I think that was the first time that we just kept saying it because mm. it was. Just couldn't stop saying it. Yeah, we just could because it was. It was as Blues had gone on a slight run. Yeah. At the start of the season, and we were, we were kind of going a bit overboard. Um, <laughs> but anyway, as we often we're not, we yeah we don't I, I don't go overboard all that much. I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I I wanted sorry I, before we move on from this one, I do want to briefly talk about Middlesbrough because. I've been surprised by how inconsistent they've been so far this season. For a Neil Warnock side, uh, a, a manager that knows this league as good as anyone, as well as anyone, they've been inconsistent, but it looks to me like they're starting to find a little bit of form. Yes? <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not fallen into the trap just yet. That'd be really embarrassing after we straight just away, spoke about Straight away. Um, yes, they've just beaten Peterborough, Barnsley and Cardiff, three sides that aren't doing particularly well, although Peterborough will talk about their result very shortly. We will go to um, Are they starting to pick up? Is this Neil Warnock starting to get the boys fired up? We'll Should see. Are Middlesbrough going to be that team that, that shoot at the table? No, I don't think so. I think they're, I think they're going to be a, an inconsistent team throughout. Mm. Um, the team that's going to shoot up the table will be Blues. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, um, no it, it's, 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 it's a tough one to, to predict right now, of course, because there's no reason why it couldn't be them. Mm. But I don't think I don't think that they've got the squad to mm. sustain it. Yeah, I think uh, so. Middlesbrough, they've got a good team. Don't get me wrong, and and obviously of all the managers in the league, with I mean with McCarthy being sacked, you think he might actually be the the most kind of established managerial name. Yeah, that's probably um, true. Up there, you know, up there with Marco Silva, obviously Premier League manager, maybe. Maybe I would. Oh, I'd say I'd say Scott Parker as well, but he's not been around for long enough, really. To mm. I'd say anyway. <clears throat> I I think it's, 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 it is an interesting one, but I don't think it will be Middlesbrough. I, I, this is a much bigger conversational point, really. But maybe this is something that we say for the um, mm. for the international break. Yeah, because well. I was going to say, is, is there sort of a general feeling now that the older managers are starting to slowly sort of be phased out and they're like, there's new coaches, younger coaches with new ideas? Well, I, I have got, I've got instant thoughts to that, mm-hmm. um, but we're not going to go into it yet because I think that is certainly something to yeah. pin mm. for the international break, which is only, I think, like three weeks. Oh, there's too many international breaks. Um, I still haven't got over what happened with England in, over the summer and I don't want to... I'll get over it. I can't think. It was fun while it lasted, wasn't it? I can't get over it. Anyway... We're moving on. It's only on the on the sixth of November is the last uh, game before the nineteenth of November. That's the international break, so it's only like two weeks away. Uh, I honestly, I just that ding was my laptop, by the way, because I don't know how to put it on silent. Oh, there we go. Oh, boom! Look at that. that. Might work. Wow. I think I don't know if that I don't know if that's volume or if that's the notification thing. This newfangled technology, I, I, I would not be able to tell. Very expensive laptop. This. We're gonna have to keep moving. Uh, <laughs> of the M word now. Uh, we're going we're gonna to go to Peterborough versus QPR. 
which I think is probably the shock of the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, this is lowly Peterborough that were struggling, or have been struggling in the, the bottom end of the table. Oh, it was um, a last minute winner. And it was a that. last minute winner. And they were one nil down. Yeah, so they turned it round against QPR, who themselves have been in, in good form. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, on that, mm. QPR, they've had a bit of a slide since beating Blues. Um, <laughs> they have actually not, not nothing to worry about straight away, but they've shown mm. fragility. I think they have, yes, you're right. Um, you know, they just edged out Preston in a 3-2 uh, game. Then they were Quite thrashed. They were thrashed four-one by Fulham, uh, and then they edged out Blackburn. Only one goal to nil. And then, of course, they've been beaten by Peterborough uh, this weekend. And you think you think with some of the talent that they've got, you know, they've got Andre Gray, Chris Willock, uh, Charlie Austin, Lyndon Dykes, but the man carrying them is Illus Chair. Yeah, he's the one doing Elias it at the Chair? moment. Uh, El- Elias? 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 Oh God! Whatever. His last name is Chair, and that's a very easy word to say. So we're going to stick <laughs> with that. Um, they, yeah, I think, I mean, he's been, he was brilliant against, against Birmingham a few weeks ago, as we've talked about. Mm. Um, and he's a, fa- he's a fantastic player. Watching him against, I think when they played against West Brom as well, I think he got the goal. Um, they ended up losing the game, but they, he got the goal. Um, but some of the talent, they're just not producing. Mm. That's what, that's all I've got to say on keeping yeah, um, I, I mean, I'd go along with that. It just seems to me like they've started so well and that expectation is there. This result does see them slip into seventh place. Is that, for, is that the first time that after the end of a match day, or, or I don't think they can, no one will fall below them now, so by the end of the match day, they'll be outside of the top six. They will. Which will be the first time uh, this season, after like the first, I don't know about the first game of the season, but um, it's it's not amazing. Mm. Um, so I certainly don't think that that they'll be happy with that kind of position. Um, not with the not with the way, the vein that we've been talking about them mm-hmm. in the build-up. Um, but you know, I think that they're um, <laughs> they've got they've got the they've got the what's the, the, the sort of raw ingredients. Yeah, they have. That, the yeah, they have. They've so. got they've got everything there to mm. to move forward. It's just about mm. finding the right the right way to balance it. Um, anyway, it's a big big win for Peterborough. We should talk. It's a huge win for Peterborough. It is. It yeah. takes them out mm. of the relegation zone for the first time this season. In the whole season, I'm pretty confident. Mm. Um, about saying that, so I mean, what? So because we, we've both said Peterborough will get relegated quite mm-hmm. comfortably. Yeah, it looks as though they could, they're going to put up a fight. Yeah, of course they are. Um, Cardiff have had a had their change of management, so we'll have to wait to see mm. how that affects them. But they are three points clear of Cardiff, and they're five points clear of the relegation zone, which means actually they must have left the relegation zone midweek. Mm-hmm. Which actually no, they did because I remember. I did record just on my own because of work commitments uh, a very brief, uh, like literally, no more than ten minutes. Just a little um, mm. midweek update, which I might, I might chuck in yeah, at some do, point. Um, I'm not sure if I will because I think there's a lot of inaccuracies. I'd had a few bevies. Um, <laughs> I'm noticing a trend. <laughs> it was. A, I think it was. I'd done it on the Wednesday night, and on a Wednesday I run a quiz night. Right. Um, and during that quiz night, I drink. Because um, I'm not on, I'm not like on shift. I'm just asking questions. I don't make up the questions either, so I know that they're always accurate. And um, bloody hell, I was just looking at the. We'll get onto Nottingham Forest in a minute, but look at that run. Yeah, they're, they're, um, yeah. that's unbelievable. Mm. Um, so 
Yes, I was quite drunk, so I might put it in, I might not, I don't know. Maybe you should just, listen back to yeah, it. What I would say is, like, give it a good listen through when you're <laughs> of, of sound mind. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Which think, might not be for a while, to be honest. This? Mm, maybe not. I think maybe we should avoid. Um, anyway, so, yeah, Peterborough are out of the relegation zone. Uh, five points clear of it. With the teams below them, Cardiff in poor form, but we need to wait to see how they react. Mm. Um, Hull, who can't seem to to score when they really need to. They have love nor toffee. <laughs> they uh, they did win. Uh, they won a game, but they've lost their last three. Mm. Barnsley, who are probably um, the most consistently bad team now <laughs> with Cardiff. Um, Cardiff's manager change still leaving everything up in the air, and with Birmingham City. Uh, arresting their slump over the last two games, um, which is really nice for us to see. We'll get on to Blues, of course. Of course we'll get on to Blues. That's the only reason we're here. Mm. Um, And then Derby County, who, while they haven't lost in their last five, um, four draws, um, that points deduction sees them, you know, they're still three points off that Barnsley team, who play today. Yeah. Um, Who have Barnsley got? Has Barnsley got Sheffield? Yeah. If I remember correctly. That's correct, yeah. So, that's, I mean, that's a game that, that's a game with where Sheffield are in the table mm. and certainly with where Blues are in the table, we'd be hoping for a Barnsley win. Mm. Um, I would be anyway. It's, it's, it's interesting, and yeah, just touching on Derby, of course, uh, they got the, a 1-1 draw at Coventry, which is actually, considering the way that Coventry it's, played at home... An amazing result. It is a good result. Derby are unbeaten in five games. It's worth mentioning. Which is crazy they, to me. They, are, they, beat, they beat Reading. Drew... No one's talking about Wayne Rooney. No one. No one's talking about Wayne Rooney. Like, he is doing unbelievably to manage this squad, mm. to manage because there's a lot of youth in there. Mm. There's not many, um, like because I mean their star player, you'd argue, or that one of their star players anyway is Ravel Morrison. Yeah, who of course knows him from these days at Manchester United mm-hmm. when he was a kid. Mm. Um, but very, very well documented how hot-headed and how mm. hard he is to manage. And mm. Wayne Rooney seems to be doing it. Kind of with ease. He doesn't. I mean, I'm sure obviously he obviously he's under a lot of pressure, um, but every manager is at this point, right? I mean, mm. Lee Bowyer is under a lot of pressure with the yep. with the, yep. the with where we are. Certainly after the way we started, mm. you think Mick McCarthy just broke under the pressure? Well, he's under a lot of pressure from from the misses at the moment. Book, oh, definitely. Book a holiday, I imagine. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it. You're absolutely right to highlight that Wayne Rooney is going under the radar a bit. He's managing that squad in a very in very difficult circumstances. The club as a whole is. Uh, <laughs> In, in a in a well, we don't really know fully what's going to happen in terms of the club, with new owners and that. There's all these question marks looming over the the club and therefore the squad. Um, yeah, they're showing signs of fight. And if also, you, if you look the, at... the Coventry goal, by the way, was a penalty. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so you know, I mean, if, I mean, anyway, if, if, if buts and maybes. Yeah, you know, but, but, it, but it's all it's all positive. And for them to, to get the goal in the 78th to equalise, you know, that's shows, late. On, that's quite late on. Shows know, a it's... bit of fight and a bit of spirit, which is really good. They're only six points from safety. Derby two wins. There's no reason why they couldn't. Absolutely no reason why. I they think, I, and we've said it all all along. I think with the, we really. We, I think we're kind of we we, we want them to say that. I, I, I think, think well because I think there's a Blues have had their points deduction only a few seasons ago. Have had run-ins with the EFL. I, I think. There's a, almost a don't get me wrong. The Midlands rivals. Um, well, there is there is actually a good friend of mine from Derby. All oh, right. Um, so she herself doesn't watch football or really mm. care about it too much, but um, but her dad does. So right. uh, and her dad is uh, often does say um, they don't really see Birmingham City as a mm. as like a big rival. Obviously, there's they're, they're rivals in any in a way any other team is a rival in football. Yeah, yeah, I think. Um, but they don't. 
especially certainly with the way that both clubs are are run, mm. they they can empathise in the yeah. same way we can with them. That's it, yeah. Um, in the same way, you know, there um, there are other teams like like how um we've we've been able to empathise with Newcastle. Of course, they're moaning even though they're still in the Premier League and and whatever. But <laughs> it, it it's it's all in the same that same kind of vein of poor mm. ma- poor management really. Hacking down big teams, and then, and, then the, and the EFL really, and I don't want to go on, on into a rant about the EFL. It's their job to vet these owners and to look at them and to look at their financial side of things and how they operate. It's their decision. So these poor owners coming in, messing things up at these football clubs, overspending and going mad, and then the EFL are punishing them, which really in turn only affects the fans more than anything. It, it, oh yeah, the whole thing. It, there's there's a whole debate to be had there, and it's a, a, a whole debate for another time, but. Clearly, em- empathy is the right word. There is there's a degree of understanding between these sets of fans, and I think you're right. I think we would like to see Derby stay up because they've been we so would. hard we, done by. We definitely would. And they it would just, be... They're not just succumbing to their fate. You know, they've shown. Fight. It would be such a good story. It would you know, to it get would. a twelve point deduction because mm. they were on minus two points when they got that twelve point yeah. deduction, which by the way is amazing. The fact they had ten points before the deduction mm. uh, was was enforced onto them. Um, if they if they manage to that would be the, one of the stories of the of the year. It would be maybe it's a maybe okay, maybe not as big, but I think of you know Leicester winning the Premier League um, being like completely unlikely. No one at that point deduction, everyone was like, okay, cool, Derby are going down. Yeah, look at the squad they've got. They're mm. so far behind, they're mm. going down. If they do end up staying up, that's just it's so it's awe inspiring, mm. really, and um, it gives it gives anyone hope that anything is possible it doesn't matter about your squad it, all that matters is the togetherness and the fight mm. that, that, that you can bring and if yeah. you've got it there's no reason there's nothing that you can't achieve mm. if you don't want to anyway yeah no that's that's very well said um i think there was one what was the game were we going to cover i'm have to put some uplifting music behind that bit there. <laughs> you know, a little bit yeah of, something inspiring yeah we're gonna this it's gonna be like a soundbite on youtube is like in, <laughs> in 50 years time for drama students to try and copy uh let's go on to Millwall stoke Yes, that's a good shout. Uh, Stoke City took the lead through Roman Sawyers in the 20th minute, but a, uh, a second-half brace from Tom Bradshaw saw Millwall take all three points from the den. What a turnaround for Millwall against a really good Stoke team. Yeah. Uh, and they're finally turning draws into wins. They are. They I are. Mean, it's, been, it's, been a few, it's been a few weeks now where, they've, where there's been a few games where you would have before expected them to draw. They've managed to get them to... And that takes them up to 10th. Level on points with Stoke, who had a fantastic start to the season. That's interesting, isn't so it? So it's um, it's it, I'm 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 really happy with it. I'm really happy for Millwall, mainly because I really don't like West Ham fans. <laughs> All right, I've got a lot of West Ham fans around where I live. Of course, it's well documented. I live in London. I live in uh, in East London, prime West Ham territory. And uh, whenever I mention that Millwall were doing well, I get a lot of looks, um, which is always good fun. Um, until it gets a, sometimes it gets a little bit nervy. Not going to lie, but uh, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's all it's all in je- it's all in good jest. Mm. Um, yeah, Millwall, Millwall in good form. They lost. They they won their last two, um, and before the game they lost. Before that, they also had won their last two before that. So there hasn't been a draw for at least five games. Mm. Um, I'm I'm Derby have become the perennial drawers, which they'll take at the moment. I think. Yeah. Um, well, as long as the teams above them keep losing, exactly, slowly creeping yeah, up, slowly it. creeping up. It's, um, it's interesting to talk about Stoke actually. They they, they started the season so well, it surprised a lot of people. I had them down as my the ones to actually 
that would continue going. I said Coventry would fall because obviously they're Coventry. And um, but it's three losses, three losses on the bounce. It is. Though, it is. So they lost to Sheffield, lost to Bournemouth, and now they've lost to Millwall. It's one or two question marks. Well, so I mean, this, okay. Better. First of all, Sheffield are a team on the up. Yep. Let's say that. Bournemouth, are Bournemouth, they're mm. top of the league. I think they're six points clear at the moment. And if Fulham don't win, that's how they'll end it. I think if Fulham do, I think it'll go to five points. I think if Fulham win, uh, the lead at the top of the table, which is still, you know, you could lose a game and you're still top of the table. You know that's you know something's going well, mm. especially when you're unbeaten. Yeah. Um, and Millwall now who at the Den started to find some good form. And they're, they're, look, they're, they're just behind you in the table now. You can't can't really argue with, with it, you know, when you go away from home. If, if Stoke had won, we would have been saying that this is a good win, I think. So they so I, th- I think the three games, they've just been hit with three slightly difficult games mm. at the wrong time. Uh, who have Stoke got next? Because that will be, that'll be a, telling, uh, a telling game, I feel. Cardiff. That will be a very telling game because that's a game where they really, really should win. I know that the new manager effect for Cardiff by then because that it is a whole week. I think there's no midweek games. So they've got a midweek uh, uh, in Carabao Cup against Brentford. So that I mean that's a tough game. Mm. Um, but the, the Cardiff game will be the will be the one for, certainly for us to look at. Yeah. To see, okay, are they actually are they slipping? Because mm. even because in that game they might get a draw. We can we can really analyse that performance. Maybe that's one to to kind of bookmark for next week's show. Mm. But we should move on because time is against us as it always is because of our tangents. Yes, I know it's, it's, um, it's my fault. Where should we go? Where should we go? Well, I, was, I was just going to quickly say a word on Millwall. Actually, last, okay, last five games, four wins, one nil, one nil. They lost two nil, but then two one or two one. This is Gary Rowett all over. He's found a way now to get the team. They've had that foundation of being difficult to beat, difficult to play against, but and they're now finding that that goal scoring edge as well. And this is what he did at Blues all those years ago. God, he oh, really, what a turnaround it was. Um, they're now showing signs of Millwall. Twenty one points. They're on the same amount of points as uh, sixth place. It there looks to me like Millwall are a team that look organised, well drilled, and like they. Uh, <laughs> they could well uh, be part of that playoff conversation throughout the season. Um, so certainly worth keeping an eye on, uh, I think. I do apologise for my colleague laughing in the middle of that. Very unprofessional of you, Alex. Um, I did just, uh, I got sent a meme from a from a friend of mine about Norwich, um, which is always fun. We'll see you in the Championship next year in Norwich. Well, I wouldn't get too ahead of yourself. We might not even be in the championship, man. Whoa, whoa! We just—I mean, look at the sound on the screen. Oh God, that's going to have to be. Uh, we might have to turn that down a little bit. Um, uh, we just—we just beat Swansea, which we'll get onto very shortly. But first of all, I want to briefly touch on Luton Town. Um, my prediction before the season started was that Luton Town would finish fourth in the table. Fourth. Yep, I said fourth. Luton fourth. Yep. I, I can't see. That. Where are they now? Fifth. Just saying, I'm just saying, they're unbeaten in their last five, mm. uh, one of them being a win against a strong Millwall side, as we've just seen. Um, they were, they were, they were a good team. Uh, so they played against Hull City in an early goal from uh, Adam Bayer. Bloody hell, 1-0 against Hull, and you think they're going to come fourth? Come on. It's about grinding up results, mate. <laughs> I, said being, being, I said it at the start of the season. I said it at the start of the season. I'm being rude. Right. And uh, listen, they lost 5-0 to Blues. And uh, and since then it's been up and down for um, 
But uh, they finally seem to have found some consistency. I'm not going to say... I'm not going to say it. I wasn't going to say it. Consistency could be the new M word in the, in yeah, the next few weeks as the replacement. Things, things going. We may have to find... We may have to add synonyms. Like the synonyms of, of the M word, like 50p. We'll talk about the rules. We'll talk about the it's rules. It's going to bankrupt me this... this <laughs> Well, you should get like a limit then. Like you're only allowed to say it like a certain amount of times. But then, I mean, oh, the, sometimes we do this show and we're really not in the mind frame, and we can't keep track of we can't mm. keep track of what we're saying. Sometimes we must we we've had some absolute shockers on this show. We've only been doing it for what fourteen episodes. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Um, anyway, Luton Town beat Hull City. They move up to fifth. Um, Blackpool beat Preston. Blackpool mm. continuing to. Um, Take yeah. scalps in the championship. They're, yeah, they're, they're doing well actually, but Paul. I mean, they're up to 11th place, 21 points, which is the same as 5th place Luton and 6th place Middlesbrough. There's a bunch, of, actually looking at the table, there are a bunch of teams on 21 points. So all the way from 5th place to 11th place, they're all on 21 points. Uh, <laughs> which, is re- which is remarkable, really. 5th um, to 11th? Yep, 5th all the way to 11th, all on 21 points. So they're all dropped 5th, really. Which is mad. Um, but yeah, Blackpool, Well, that's a championship for you, right? Because yeah. like one 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 good week, Blackpool win. The teams above them draw with each other, or like take a loss, a sudden loss against someone. They think Stoke may be losing to Cardiff under the new manager in poor form. You know, suddenly Blackpool are in the promotion playoff places. Mm, mm. You know, they've been in the Premier League before, right? Blackpool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Why not? Why not see them there? Ian Holloway. Yeah, um, yeah. And it's what's interesting about Blackpool actually. And it's it's good that you've sort of highlighted them. They lost Lavery to injury, the striker. Um, I remember was, that and he was so influential I do was scoring goals every that. week but they found a way to keep going um, oh Alan Brown got sent off I'm a big fan of Alan Brown at Preston oh yeah mainly because he's a fantastic signing on FIFA career mode oh here we go because he's like a young he's a young defensive midfielder with unbelievable stamina it's always going to be something to do with FIFA isn't it oh yeah I'm a, I'm a, I'm a FIFA man um, do you want to tell do you want to tell the audience what happened last night on no, FIFA no. first time I've ever played FIFA 22 no do you want to tell them what happened no you don't want to tell them no, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm rubbish at the new FIFA. All right, he beat me twice, and then I turned the PlayStation. Did he off. score? Did he score? Any no, goals? no. But no. That, that, that ridiculous chance that my striker, that I can't. It's like, not. It's not my fault. It was a, a rubbish Irish side, and the striker. But look, we were both playing with half star teams, right? That, oh no, I was. My, mine was one star. Mine was Wrexham, so but, I had the advantage. But still, it doesn't matter. You're a striker. You got to put those away. <laughs> it was so. He got up. He got up to the telly. Uh, no, actually, it was for the goal that I scored. Like Dev actually had to tell you to to calm down. It was so fun. It was so fun. I can't I can't put into words uh, that you lost to the Megabus Man. <laughs> the Megabus Man. Megabus man. In jokes. Um, Inside jokes. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna have to move on because we've got to record the blue section. Yes. Is there any other games that we want to cover? Really? I mean, very quickly, Bournemouth beat Huddersfield. Huddersfield mm. draw into Blues midweek. Yeah. Um, and losing. I mean, losing to Bournemouth isn't really a big deal anymore. Mm. Um, they look good, don't they? They look, they look good. They're gonna, clear at the top of the they're, league. They're, 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 you feel like they're going to be fine. West Brom uh, comfortably beating Bristol City. Bristol, a Bristol City side who had shown um, a bit better form mm. recently, if I, if I, if my memory serves me correctly. Anyway, um, I think was it two losses in, on the bounce? Or? It was, but against two very good sides, Bournemouth so, and then Forest. Kind of a tough run, you know, Bournemouth mm. Forest. And then West Brom, of course, that Forest team continuing their resurgence, mm. um, their post Hutton resurgence. Mm. Um, we do miss Chris Hutton. What about Chris Hutton to Cardiff? That's interesting. 
They'd have to ask the question what, what was going on at Forest. That would certainly be the first that's, question. That's the problem, it? isn't it? Anyway, that's, that's, that's for another the, time. The, the, certainly, the, that's, there's a potential of, there. Yeah. That's the kind of mould of manager you, I think so. that they should be looking for, I suppose. Because Hewton, we like Hewton on mm. the show. We're a mm. big fan. of Obviously, Blue Show, so we're going to like Hewton. And a Tottenham boy as well, myself, so... Big fan of Chris Hewitt. I had lunch with Chris Hewitt. I think I bring that up every time I mention him. Um, anyway, um, yes, West Brom beat Bristol City, and uh, yeah, Bristol City were poor. They've had a hard. They've had a hard run though. So anyway, oh, and Blackburn beat Reading. So oh, well, that's that's something. That's a thing. Um, there's a there's a big silence. I'm gonna have to edit that out. That's gonna have to be edited. Um, I just want to get into the blue section. Yeah, let's now. just get okay. It's been about half hour, so let's. Uh, We're gonna take to a the blue quick, Yeah, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with the, the round. Do, do another brew. Uh, yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah. See you guys shortly. Right, let's get straight into it then. Birmingham yes. with a big win over the Swans yesterday. We were there for the game. Um, wow. Where did that come from? I don't know, but very quickly, because I'm going to close my laptop, because this is going to be gut feeling. I want to point out that uh, Blues had 28% possession in this game. Only conceded one shot on target. Well, there we go. Uh, and of course, it was converted. Uh, but that doesn't matter, because we had six on target. Two of them finding the back of the net. So laptop closed. Just let them, they can fart about with the ball if they want, as long as they're not hurting you. I, I almost feel like a side like Swansea, the, the style at times, you, you're just allowing teams to s- sit in and, and, and organise. If they're not moving the ball with much urgency, which at times they really didn't, I don't know. No, I it think, almost makes it easier to be able to It, it, it kind of does, you know, because you can, you can have all this possession-based football, you know, kind of based around the Pep Guardiola teams. But if you haven't got the players that can that can, you know, penetrate. (laughs) (laughs) That is the word. They can really penetrate through the opposition. Then Mm. you're not going to, you're not going to hurt teams. You're just going to have the ball. Yeah. Yeah, That's it. At the end of the day, if you haven't, if you can't do anything with it while you've got it, why have it? Mm -hmm. Um, So I think a couple of, couple of notes from the game. Uh, The highlights aren't out until midday and we're recording this before midday. Um, on the Sunday, mm. so um, why are you looking at the window? I just wonder what the weather's doing. I've got to pop out in a bit. <laughs> um, the weather looks okay. It was raining this morning, but I think it's fine now. Mm. Um, we're not going to let the rain keep us down, though. No, no. I mean, it, it's it, it just to me. But Blues had that that same intensity um, for, for large periods of the game. The first half, I think the teams kind of cancelled each other out, although Blues certainly edged it. I thought Blues was the better side. Very cagey. We had the ball in the back of the net, didn't we? With, we um, did. Uh, with Hogan. We'll have to, we will have to watch back at the highlights to see uh, if he was offside and if he was indeed by how much. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of... Uh, we, were, we were sat in the east paddock mm. uh, and uh, so we were very close to the benches. We could hear Lee Bowyer shouting a lot, mm. which is always fun. I do like hearing that. And uh, we could we were also right in front of the Lino, who was getting plenty of abuse from yeah. from <laughs> not from us, not from the two we of were us. Very we're very well respectful, behaved. We're very well behaved. Uh, but the the people around us less so. But I like that. That's part of that's part of the home advantage, you know. Uh, anyway, we uh, but yeah, we edged it. I think uh, in the first half, it was it was cagey in the first half. It was very stop start. Um, but the second half, uh, we came at the blocks. Yeah, completely. I think Swansea was still in the dressing room. Yeah, uh, much like most of the fans were still getting a drink. I think. 
I think, uh, you know, I think it was just, it was poor. It was poor from Swansea's point of view. Let's From their point of view, it was a poor way to concede because you know, when you've got Troy Deeney in the box, and it's something that we haven't done enough of, but you know that we want to just, we wanted to swing the ball in. Mm. And they didn't do anything to prevent that. So that we, they got what they deserved, I think. And Blues got what they deserved. They mm. really, yeah. really, really did. Um, and it was a good it was a good headed finish from Troy Deeney. As you'd come to expect, it was a header, wasn't it? No, he took a touch and, and levered it in, didn't he? With his, with was his, it? With his foot. Yeah, he, ki- he kicked the ball. Whatever, the whatever happened, it was a good finish. But, but you are right to talk about Swansea's uh, deficiencies, I think, there. Because the, to allow a man of Troy Deeney's quality in the box where he is most effective I, I, I genuinely remember to it allow him to take a touch and then to allow him to to then it was on the other side of the pitch at this point though. yeah so yeah it was it was um, it, I don't know it, it yeah uh, to, to start to start the second half in that fashion I think really got Blues going um, Swansea didn't really seem to change their approach too much in that second half um, of course they did get the goal back through they did. Obafemi, through, which, yeah, was a good, which is a good effort. But the, the, even just before that, and this is probably the only negative point I'll make during this entire section, um, there was a chance that he had just before that in a very similar position where he scuffed in and went wide. Yeah. And that was a warning sign. Yeah, really. It should have been at that point where you know you don't let him get in that position again. But we did. But mm. at least we learned, we learned from that one. Because after the goal, they didn't have another opportunity. Uh, you'd think at that point they had the onus of the game. Um, I cleverly avoided the M1. Um, I, th- I think that uh, they really deserved to. Well, they, no, they didn't deserve it, but they should have had. They should have really kicked on from that point. You know, you bring it level. You, you've got all of the. You've got all of the. Everything's going in your direction, right? And uh, but Blues swung it back their way. Mm. Very, very, very well. Yeah. Um, and I mean the the goal, from what we could see, Troy Deeney gave it to Riley McGree, and Riley McGree uh, had a shot saved, but it kind of went through the keeper, but mm. slowed down. And then no one seemed to react other than Riley McGree, who just mm. walked up to the ball and <laughs> toe poked it into the net. It was yeah. it was uh, quite bizarre, but it doesn't matter how they come. All that matters is that they do. Yeah. Um, it was it was fantastic. I mean the app the the, the the atmosphere in because in the first half, of course, you know we've still got a lot of the stadium closed. There was a good turnout actually in mm. the in the um, upper Tilton, I think it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was it was brilliant. Uh, there was I, I could barely see barely see like two seats together that were empty. Of course, you know, you, being that the tickets were only put on sale like three days before the game, mm. you see, it was it was a very good turnout from the Blues and. Uh, the noise in the stadium was because in the first half, all you could hear was the Swansea fans mm. chanting the classics. You know, you your support is uh, is is crap. I'm is this say. a library? Is this a library? I actually did have a book with me, which I was tempted <laughs> to tempted to whip out and pretend, become a meme. Um, I decided against it. Uh, <laughs> but in the second half, it was. I mean, obviously that the goal lifted everyone because no one was expecting it. Well, and when we yeah. scored, when the Hogan scored, mm-hmm. and it was and it was flagged off, there was a good minute of celebration before half the stadium realised the the game had restarted from a from an offside offside uh, free kick. Mm. So, um, but it was it was brilliant, it, and it's the first time I've ever been to a Birmingham City game in the stadium where we've taken all three points. Wow, wow, 
It's been 84 years. Whatever that Titanic meme is. I think <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long time. I mean, I've only been to, I think I've only been to no more than 10 Birmingham games. Uh, but they've all been losses or there's been a couple of draws. I think there's been two draws. Like Car- Welcome to the party, Cardiff, pal. <laughs> Cardiff and is that is that because of the Bruce Willis song? Is that what you? Oh saying? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, why not? The new Broco album is very good. Everyone should listen to it. Yeah, uh, um, Don Broco, sponsor us, please. I love you, Rob. <laughs> I, think, I think he's definitely listening. He's to definitely a, listening. A championship f- podcast about mostly yeah. about blues. Um, yeah, Birmingham Super Blues number one fan. That's the song, isn't it? <laughs> um, no, it, I, I think. Yeah, there was there was obviously the Hogan goal. I think there's there was such a there's such a desperation for the Blues from the Blues fans and in the squad to get a goal from open play um, and to have Hogan score what looked like it must have been a, a tight call as as you mentioned we haven't seen a replay of it but there was a moment of elation that we'd we'd finally got that goal in open play and that um, you know we've got the monkey off our back and we can finally kick on a bit now and and you know score more goals. Um, Hopefully, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would but obviously so. that was cruelly, uh, the, the offside flag had gone up, rightly or wrongly. Again, from our perspective, we thought it was pa- before, okay. Before, but, we said, but before, it's okay, before the highlights come out, yeah. was it onside or was it offside? Because from our perspective, it, it looked fine. But from our angle, it's very difficult to... So Because I, 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 that liner, while he got a lot of stick, I don't know if I should say this to Blues fans... I think he he, he done he done his job. He done his job. <laughs> oh, yeah. First of all, there was a lot of a lot of fans complaining about him not flagging for foul for a foul throw, which the ref gave. Mm. It's not the lino's job no. to give a foul throw. That is not for the lino. Uh, I'm I'm a qualified uh, referee, by the way. Just I've done the course. Um, linos don't give foul throws. That is purely for the referee. Um, so, you know, that don't you can't give him stick for it because he he done his job. And um, was he a bit biased against Blues? Because that's what everyone was they always claiming. That. They but always, that's yeah. what everyone, exactly, every time well, a decision went against him. Yeah. So, you know, I think the line had done okay. Um, I, I'd agree. I think uh, it's. So, um, and based on that, I'm going to say that he hmm. probably was. He probably did go a bit early because that's also a very Hogan thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Agreed. Um, and. It, Again, on the topic of Hogan, we had the the one on one. It was quite. Far, before we get to the one on one, after that goal got disallowed because he was right in front of mm. us talking to Lee Bowyer, and he just went, "What what what was it given for? What was it given for?" And then Lee just went offside, and he went, oh. and it was so it was so so yeah. funny. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, the one on one. Just talking about the one on one chance that Hogan had. Um, again, I know we say this a lot. Clearly, he is a striker that thrives on confidence. They all do. Uh, but but in particular Scott Hogan seems like he has this very fragile um, there's a fragility to his character I think Mm. this confidence you need to be ice cold and you look at someone like Troy Deeney who's it's been a tough few weeks it's safe to say but every game you you can just see in his eyes the way he carries himself he's confident feels like he can make something happen and and get a goal Um, that one-on-one chance that Hogan had what a chance that was we were well on top we'd got the goal this was before the equaliser um, and you thought, surely we've got to get that second goal now. And, and a chance like this comes along. Instead of just slotting it past the keeper, he tried to take it around him, and the keeper got a hand to the ball. And it, it, it just, he did well to keep going. I think you. Yeah, he, he he did get a corner out of it yeah, in the end. Yeah. Um, so you know, and that, but that's just his work rate, and we mm. know he has a good work rate. But um, you know, you expect your your number nine to 
to be leathering that in the back of the net. You know, you want to win with a goalkeeper, you haven't scored for a while, just put your foot through it. Either either you know, either you injure the goalkeeper while he makes a save, mm. or you, you take the you take the net off and with that the roof of the stadium as well. But um I think it was after that where you, after after that came and went where we didn't take that massive opportunity. And I think also Ivan Sunic, um like he had the ball on the edge of the box. Everyone, it seemed so obvious to just have a shot from the edge mm. of the box. You know, even if it goes over the bar, you had a, you had a shot. But he just kept trying to kept trying to dribble it. And by the by the end of it, I think he just gave it away for a Swansea throw. Yeah, uh, over dribbling it. Um, maybe that, maybe or maybe not. That is a uh, foreshadowing for one of our stinkers. Because <laughs> uh, there has to there has to be at least one. Yeah. from each of us. Yeah. Um, so. In fact, should we just give, let's give it away now because both of us, one of us is going to take Hogan, one of us is going to take Sunich. We talked about it yesterday. Mm. Um, I think we agreed that I would take Hogan, yeah, uh, and that you would take Sunich. Yeah. So, do you want to quickly tell us why Sunich? Because I'd rather than me going into it. Mm. I, I think uh, Ivan Sunich. There's a very... It wasn't bad. No, no, because no, we won the game. The, overall, we're not be... the performance from everyone was was good. I think overall, those moments of quality perhaps are still lacking a little bit. Um, or, or, or completely uh, not, just not there. Um, I think Ivan Sunic, he's a frustrating player because he's so busy in that midfield and, and adds a real steel and physicality that, that is very, very important. But he often receives the ball in areas where he could make a more incisive pass or could... It's just having that, that extra bit of um, football brain, I think. It's, it's, it's having that sense of what's going on around you. Um, that is sometimes lacking. He did make a very good pass, I will say, in the first half. I think, it, or was it in the, for the goal? He, he put. I think he put Chong through. I think he got he got it to Chong. Yeah. Who then whipped yeah, it in? Yeah. So there's clearly he can do it. <laughs> you know, but there's you're absolutely right. To, I think to that's mention. another confidence thing, right? Similarly yeah, to Hogan. Yeah, yeah. You know, he he has got the ability there. He just gets really nervous about giving it away because you know if he did play that pass and he got it wrong. The the moans and groans from the crowd yeah, certainly because yeah. he that kind of pass would then set the team on the counter attack. But then after the game, listening to Lee Bowyer talk on uh, in his interview, he said at half time, "Boys, we've just got to be brave. Yeah. Be brave, mm. and your rewards will eventually come. If not mm. today, they'll come in the next game." Yeah, yeah. You know, and and they came. Mm. They were brave. I mean, even from the first whistle in the first half, the pressing was unbelievable. I know Troy Dini actually caught the Swansea goalkeeper. In a press that was, and and also the Swansea keeper gave it to Gary Gardner, mm. um, who put the ball over the bar. Um, it was an open goal. In our in our opinion, probably should have been putting that on target, mm. but um, it doesn't matter now because we won the game. That would be the kind of thing that you look back at if you hadn't won the game. We go that could have been, yeah, that could have been the moment that that turned it or whatever. But um, it was the intensity was really good throughout. It did dip a bit towards the end of the first half. And then Lee Bowyer turns around in the restroom and he says, boys, just keep being brave, keep it up, yeah. and it will come. And it did, very mm. quickly. Mm, mm. And after that game, you just knew it wasn't going to stop. Yep. And uh, it, it was it, it was really, really, really... It was refreshing, I think, is the word I want to use. Um, my stinker, Scott Hogan, mm-hmm. goes, only because he actually did play well. He, he what, he what I think is often underrated uh, is he, he occupies space... Mm. That maybe other number nines in our squad, the likes of Shaksaneke, the likes of even maybe Lukas Djukovic and, and Troy Dini, don't think to occupy, and it drags defenders into places they don't want to be. Yeah. So we can look back. Obviously, we'll see the highlights, but we can look back at the Troy Dini goal. I can almost guarantee you that Scott Hogan will have drifted somewhere and dragged a defender somewhere they don't want to be. Mm. 
and that then allows the space for for Troidini to do what he done. Yeah. Um. So you know, th- just little things to think about. Even though he's a, yeah. But but with that, with the one on one miss, uh, it's harsh to say because of the offside goal that may or may not have been. If he if he was offside, if he just made timed his run a bit better. So Hogan only because I have to have a stinker is Scott Hogan. Um, stars, we only can pick one each here. I know. I know it's very easy to choose Troidini. Yeah, and I think that's what you might do. Well, I, you know, I, I think we have to have a shout out to Jordan Graham. I don't know if you want to. Talk yeah, about I, him. I, Jordan Graham was going to be my yeah. my star. Well, go go for it. Well, no, if you want, I've, I, so Jordan Graham was right. So we're yeah. missing Maxime Collin. Mm-hmm. Um, and Dion, so we're playing a, a back four now, which I think we're going to stick with. Mm. Um, but we, we will cover that very briefly after we do Stars and Stinkers before we do wrap up. Um, M- Maxim Collin missing is so huge for us. Yeah. We think it should be huge for us. Um, Jordan Graham was playing on the right-hand side with Dion Sanderson playing at right back. Sanderson, while he's athletic, which is what you want for a full-back, he, li- he wants to be more central. So he comes over and, and, and he, he kind of occupies... Almost a third centre back slot. I think that's sort of the, the system, isn't it? It's quite flexible. It, it is because uh, and, and with because but it's really awkward. So the thing and maybe that's why we're more solid. The the our back four now is effectively four centre backs. Pedersen, yeah, uh, friend who was another another person who definitely deserves a mention. He was very good, yeah. Um, Roberts and Sanderson. Um, but I mean, because on on what you're showing me there, it's saying that we played a back three. But I think it's. But I, I, it was a back four. In and out of possession, it, it was, it, there's it, different it, systems. It, it going definitely, on, but... definitely was. I think in possession, mm. it, that is what it looked like. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we were out of possession for most of the game, exactly. and in and and for that, it was a, a basically a flat back four. Mm. But whenever the ball was over on the on Swansea's right, so on our left, coming at Pedersen, coming at Friend, yeah. more often than not, Jordan Graham was dipping into where you'd expect the fullback to be, and he's not a full. He's not a defender. He put in a couple of good challenges. Some of his dribbling was really good as well, beating yeah, yeah. a couple of really good one on ones. Um, and he was—he didn't get a goal or assist, but that doesn't matter to me no. too much in ter- because his performance was it, was brilliant. In fact, shift, I look at that. Look at down. look at Hogan's rating on on this particular app. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It's it's it's. He was given the lowest rating, but um, but for me, Jordan Graham was oh, man of the match. I know he didn't score as if, but Jordan Graham for I think, me, yeah, the effort, he made some, some really good tackles. Clearly, he's a very, very good crosser of the ball. Um, yeah, he it was really lots of energy from him. He really got back and helped and, cover Sam. And I said this, I said this after the game, right? You think some of the options that we have out wide now, you know, uh, Sanchez was back on the bench. That's certainly a huge, huge positive for Blues. Mm. Uh, maybe, maybe that's the kind of thing that's given the likes of Jordan Graham to Heath Chong, who who seemed back to. Um, back to his kind of flary best at times. Yeah. Of course, got the assist. Uh, we were talking about his lack of output, and mm. uh, he he finally got something. Um, maybe that's given them a bit of a kick, uh, kick up the backside. Going, well, if I want to stay in the team, mm. I've actually got to perform now, um, and and that can only be positive. And also, we've still got we've got Jeremy Benner who's who's out injured, and and we understand it's not a major major injury. It's it's just precautionary at the moment, and with Sanchez back. We can kind of afford to to let him rest for mm. for a few because I think he played every minute in the league yeah. up to uh, up to this game or up to the West Brom game. Yeah. It was out of that, yeah, yeah. Um, or Huddersfield or whenever it was. Um, so yeah, a lot loads and loads of positives to take from from Jordan Graham's point of view. And going forward, the the extra dimension it brings can only be a good thing. 
Absolutely, and I think it's it. We have to, of course, my star is Troy Deeney. We have to talk about his effect. I think as captain, um, from the off, the team looked energized. Um, having, I think, as George Friend on there as well. Who yeah, George Friend took, is an honourable mention. Who took, yeah, who took um, who took the captain's armband when Deeney went off in the eighty fifth minute. Um, Having those leaders on the pitch, I don't know if it's something about having one near the back and one near the front that helps. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, there just seemed to be uh, an energy and an attitude, um, really hard work from from the entire team, and I think that comes from Troy Deeney. I think as giving the captain's armband, getting the boys fired up, uh, he he was just right up for him, relished so every minute. I, I have a question for you then. Mm. So it'd be very easy for us right now to kind of go overboard. About, uh, but we've we've been a bit underwhelmed with the Troy Deeney effect. Yeah. Right. Is this finally is because this is the first time we've really seen it actually mm. in action. This is the first time we've seen what Tommy Mooney said to us all them episodes ago about what Troy Deeney will bring. How lo- will it last? Because he, he he looked a lot fitter as well, didn't he? He, he didn't did. seem to flag. No. Um, looked, even when he came off mm. you know, at the end of the game, he was still running around to yeah, yeah. to a lot of uh, a lot of the younger fans and. He he actually wanted to give his shirt away, but he was told not to because I think he's auctioning it, auctioning it oh, off. Okay. I overheard right, him right, say, right. or something like that, which is very honourable of of him. He's he's a man who does that for mm. a lot of good causes. So, um, I'm taking your style here. No, no, it's absolutely fine. I agree. I agree with everything you're saying. It's I think that is the question mark now, isn't it? It's that balance. Harley Dean, uh, which has sort of been dropped, stripped of the captaincy at least. Uh, at least on for now. Days. For now, yeah. Um, it's, it will be difficult for him. Because mm. cause really, the one you look in there and you think he'd be, he'd replace would be George Friend on paper, but George Friend has been brilliant, and and Mark Roberts next to him has massively improved. Mm. Uh, maybe I mean George Friend is a very experienced player. He's what thirty two, thirty three. Yeah, he's, I think he's thirty two. Yeah. Uh, so he you know he knows what he's doing. He's been around the block. I mean Harley Dean's thirty 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 one. Um, Mark, how old is Mark Roberts? He's what late twenties. He's getting on a bit. Um, Anyway, also, also the long throw. Uh, again, we know it's a, a big weapon. Um, <laughs> um, that, that's an inside joke that we're laughing. <laughs> it's a big, it's a big Antonio. Um, oh Mark Roberts, that long throw is uh, is. It actually had there was a there was a few times where like there was one where he took it right in front of us. Um, where he threw it towards the near post, whether that's because I said it or not, I don't know. Um, and, and there was there was like a little, I think there was a little flick on, or it may have even been from a Swansea player, because cause it's in that area of uncertainty, it just causes issues. And um, I think it really threw Swansea off mm. at times, which it does. Um, and that's the reason he's on the pitch, really. Yeah. Because if he didn't have that long throw, I think going back to when Harley Dean was dropped, it probably would have been him dropped. Mm-hmm. And Harley Dean would be playing next to, to, mm-hmm. to friend. And Sanderson, by the way, uh, very, very, very good performance as well. Um, he was with Jordan Graham in front of him. He he had the license to drift inside where he wants to be more. Mm. If it was, um, I mean, he'd be able to do that with Max and Colin because obviously Colin is is a is a full pack by trade. Yeah. Um, but I, I I'm not sure if Tahith Chong uh, or if if Sanchez was there. Certainly not Sanchez. Um, I don't know if he'd have that same protection. So uh, certainly something to maybe be. Uh, where if we are going to really, really, really nitpick, yeah, but I think for now we've just got to be happy with this result. No, yeah, well, I, I think yeah, the, the, what I was going to say really about Harley Dean situation and and Troy Deeney effect, if we can talk about that now, uh, the question mark is have have is there now an equilibrium? Is there now a more of a, a balance in the dressing room? Because clearly Deeney came in, 
it seems like there's been some sort of upset in the dressing room. There are a lot of leaders in the squad, you know, Troy Deeney, George Friend, Lucas Jukovic. Do you think that's what it is? Do you think maybe Harley Dean's been a bit threatened? Maybe he feels a bit uh, a bit hard done by maybe. With, the, with all the talk about Troy Deeney. Maybe, maybe. Certainly a possibility. But I, I hope this is a turning point because at the end of the day, you've got to put your differences aside. This is this is bigger than... It's, it's, it's this bigger is, than individuals. This is, this, is, this is about, you know, not only is it about the 11 or the 18 or the squad of 30, it's, this is about... This is about, you know, a whole community that they're really trying to... that have had some really hard times. Um, even, you know, even the last seven games. You know, it's, been re- it's not been easy no. to be a Blues fan over the last five years longer than that. Mm. Um, so, you know, this is this is the kind of game that you really, really love. And um, hopefully, you, you'd like to think that... The person who, because he Harley Dean's been club captain for what two, three yeah, years it's now, been a while now. A while yeah. now. Yeah. So, um, you know, you'd like to think that he's got the club's best interest at heart. And if he hasn't, should he be the captain? Mm. He he's obviously is a leader on the pitch. We've seen that yeah. time and time again. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, Troy Deeney. I don't think they should strip Harley Dean of the captaincy. I think that would be really disrespectful. Yeah. But um, but certainly when he doesn't play, Deeney will be the captain if Deeney plays. Mm. You know, Deeney Dean. But it, but it is. <laughs> I can't keep track of <laughs> it's very difficult um, but it, it, it's, it is refreshing to see the amount of leaders that, that, that Blues have now because you think you know Deeney of course um, we've seen Gary Gardner uh, be that kind of leader as well in the in the middle of the park and of course George Friend I've really got to say yeah and I've just mentioned George Friend again I thought throughout he was brilliant he kept congratulating like Pedersen will make a good challenge he'd be Every over there time. and then Gene him up and say yes that's it brilliant. come on Absolutely. and at the end Riley McGree was filming something and celebrating and he went George Friend went over and George, yeah went over and joined him so it's it, that that togetherness is really refreshing to see, and, and having those personalities, those characters on the pitches. And we didn't mention Riley McRae, who came on, no, came off the I bench. No, it was very, very good. And actually. of course, got the goal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, I remember even before the game, we were looking at the squad, looking at the uh, looking at the bench, and the first thing that that we said was, we've got Sanchez, McRae, and Djokovic on the bench. There, that is three players who can make a big difference if we need them to. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of them really did prove that mm-hmm. in Riley McRae. So. Um, should we? We should probably think about wrapping up. Yes, we um, should. My, my final question to you is: Is it the same eleven for Middlesbrough next weekend? Um, I think. I mean, who do you drop? Yeah. The only. I mean, I wouldn't be if there was any rotation. I wouldn't be surprised if Ryan Woods maybe came back into it. Mm. Should he be fit enough? He was on the bench, of course. Yeah. Um, or maybe if we saw uh, Ivan Sanchez maybe mm. get a get get a first run out, but Middlesbrough in good form, I think. I, I wouldn't risk it. I'd go. I probably would go same Sutton eleven. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think also Shaksaneke deserves a shout out. Came on, was absolute absolute tank. Yeah, yeah, he came on and, and made him a nuisance of himself. Yeah, it was pretty. He causes. He causes. <laughs> so when he's up there, he just. He, it's easy to think that he just kind of looks a bit lost, but what yeah. he's actually doing, he just. He, it's so. It, it, it's confusing for us. Imagine what it's like for defenders defending yeah, against him. They don't creates, know what's going on. Creates this uncertainty. Excellent, Shucks, We we really do. We do love you. And I think next we'll we'll also see Troy Deeney remain captain for the Middlesbrough game if we stick with the same eleven. I if think. we stick, yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I'd imagine so. No point in uh, fixing something that isn't broken. No, brilliant. Well, I think that's it then. We don't need to reinvent the wheel, do we? We don't. We just need to keep keep at it. Um, keep rolling, rolling. <laughs> so I think all that's left to be said is uh, please do follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Royal Blue Pod. Yeah. Uh, we're also on an email system. You've What's, learned it by now. The email is royalbluepodcast at gmail.com. That is correct. 
Boom. Do feel free to get in touch with your thoughts, opinions on the championship action. It doesn't have to just be about Blues. We're happy to talk about anything that's going on, what's cool. going on at And Derby. also, as, as, as we've mentioned as well, um, with the international break coming up, maybe we'd be starting to look at a little bit of fan interaction as well. Um, maybe get a fa- uh, some, some fans re- recording a little bit of something to... To ask us questions. Nothing inappropriate. Nothing inappropriate. Of course, we will vet everything. Strictly professional. Um, yeah, we're we're very we're very professionally Slick run operation. podcast here. Um, anyway, so yeah, I think all that's left is uh, to to the end of the road, boys. You know what you got to do. You got to keep right on. Keep right on. <laughs>